Today, I'm joined with Kiara Nguyen. Kiara is a half-black, half-Vietnamese writer living in L.A. She's written since she was four and is the founder of Artistas de Color Unidas. Hi, Kiara. How are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you? I'm great. Thanks for joining me today. So, I don't know about you, but growing up in schools, sometimes the way poetry is taught is not exactly the most enticing to young students especially, but... Since it's such a big part of your life, what about poetry for you was it that made you really fall in love with it? Um, yeah, so in eighth grade, my humanities teacher, he forced us to write poetry every single Friday. Oh. And I, I'm the kind of person who doesn't like being given prompts. Like, I'm really bad at academic writing. And so I would always ask him, I'd be like, do I have to answer the prompt? And he'd be like, no. So... <laughs> I kind of just turned it into me just basically like writing in this little journal he gave us um, about my life and everything going on in my life. But I do remember he showed us this um, spoken word video. It was of Sarah Kay. And I don't know, that just made me like fall in love with the idea of poetry. I think it was her hands poem. I think that's what it's called. Um, Yes, I definitely recommend anyone listening to YouTube it and look it up because it's a really good poem. Uh, What do you you think is the reason that a lot of people might stray away from the idea of listening to poetry, reading poetry, or even writing it from the way maybe you've seen it at school or the way that you've seen a lot of young people be exposed to it? Um, I think it has a lot to do with, like I said, how I don't like being given prompts. Poetry is very much like a creative thing. So it's kind of hard and when you're telling someone to you know write about a specific prompt kind of limits their creativity and I think that would be the issue but also you know it's not for everyone so everyone has different styles they like yeah so like you said different styles what are some styles that uh maybe for someone getting into poetry that you would really recommend um, so poetry, I know when we think of poetry, we think of it as rhyming. It's not just that. Like, poetry can be literally anything. I definitely recommend prose, like, free write. So it can be, like, a paragraph, and, you know, it doesn't have to rhyme. So I definitely recommend prose free writing. Um, prose being just, like, kind of like a paragraph, basically. Um, or just, you know, thinking a topic that you really feel passionate about, and then writing about it. Yeah, I wanted to really talk to you about your online art gallery, Artistas de Color Unidos, which you are the founder of, actually. So uh, in regards to that, I'm curious, is it an all-encompassing arts gallery or would you say strictly visual arts based? Since you're an author, I was wondering if you included prose or literature, too. Um, yeah, so ADCU actually is all arts encompassing, and if you go on our website, I'm just going to plug, you know, www.adcunidos.com, um, you can see that we have different tabs. So the reason that I started it was because I couldn't, I had a multimedia piece that I wrote for a class, and my professor was like, oh, Kiara, like, I think you should publish this. And I tried so hard, but the thing is, that was a poet, it was poetry, and it had a um, piano component to it like a musical component and it was really difficult for me to find websites that accepted multimedia pieces so I was like you know what I'll make my own website um <laughs> you know desperate desperate times comfort smart smart think smarter not harder um for sure so 
I made it my own, and we have a literary art slash mixed media section. We have visual arts, um, cinematic arts, dance, like pretty much any art you can think of, you can name, you can think of. We have it, or well, we have tabs for it. Um, we haven't had anyone published to our dance or music. We have one person on the music set, but no one's published to our dance or film um setting so if you're an artist you should you should hit us up please um i need to expand but we also accept visual arts as well which is where most of our artists are um Mm -hmm. i don't know it just happened that way yeah for sure like it's it's actually so impressive to me how you just wanted to create something where you had a platform to put you know non-visual arts focused Um, mediums and like put it out to the world through since a lot of galleries like we talked about are very much aimed for visual arts and catered to those who want to see visual arts um, exclusively so that's honestly so ingenious and actually here at Artivize we I don't know if you know but we launched a BLM gallery not too long ago also and as much work went into it actually a bit shocking how many people had art to share and just needed a platform you know so what are your thoughts on finding um and like reaching out to such young artists to uh give them features on the gallery and could you describe maybe your process of reaching out to those artists to feature yeah, I actually submitted art to the, um, I think it was Trisha who had reached out to me. Um, mm. Yeah, I actually sub- have art on the BLM gallery. But, That's um, amazing. Yeah, so basically I, it is a long process. And I think at the beginning, I don't even know what my process was at the beginning. I was just following a bunch of people. Like if you look at our um, our Instagram statistics, um. I am following like 700 people and it's because I just was scrolling hashtags, I think, and I just kept hitting follow, follow, follow. It is so much work, like not going to lie. I mean, like I love the work I do. I mean, although I am hiring someone to help me with the artist outreach coordinator because right now my team is literally just me. I have Mm -hmm. an assistant merchandise coordinator, but with limited funds we don't like I haven't had merch in a while and really all I do is text her with ideas and be like oh how about this and she'll be like yeah sounds good um so basically yeah it's literally just scrolling through social media and it's so crazy when you think about it because things like that are an actual full-time job like it takes up I haven't like done a lot with ADCU um this past summer just because I had a job as a teacher and then I just started my senior year of college that's why I'm hiring someone Ooh. to help me but um um that is literally just like hours of scrolling through social media and like you know targeting the right audience and DMing people being like oh I see you're this would you and then you have to like market yourself and your brand to them and then be like, we do this, da, 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 da. and then would you please like to submit artwork to us? So yeah, right. we'll do social media. Okay, yeah, I can completely relate to the concept of just like blindly following a bunch of people on social media, whether it be, you know, on Instagram or whatever platform it is that you have your account set up. Just because like there's so many accounts out there that are doing like 
similar things to what you're doing, or at least they have a platform already and they're succeeding at something that you want to do, you know? So it's super helpful and beneficial to our, like, our own goals to, like, follow them and build those connections. I I can completely relate to that experience of blindly just, like, following a bunch of, like, hundreds of accounts. Uh, When I created the Artivize Instagram, uh, that's something I think we can both attest to in recommending, like, anyone who's trying to build anything up social media-wise, just, you know, following the people who are pursuing similar things to what you want to do. So, moving, yeah, moving on, you mentioned that social movements were one of the biggest things that motivated you, especially in your artistic direction. So, which social movements in particular really made you think, like, the youth need to get involved? We should really do something about this, and we could do something about this. Um, I don't think it was any social movement in particular. Um, Like I said, when I initially started um, ADCU, that's how I refer to it for short. Yeah, when I first started ADCU, it just started as a website for multimedia pieces. And then I thought about it more and I was like, yeah, but why not take it further and have it be more like specific to artists of color? And so that's really what started it. And I just wanted to create a space where artists of color could come to talk about their experiences that um, white artists in other white-dominated spaces may not have been able to. Yes. Have you been able to find that uh, you've gained a little bit of control in taking back the narrative um, as an artist of color? Um, Yeah, I definitely think so. Like, even just like I said, I'm hiring people right now for um, (laughs) two specific positions, and one of them sent me an email or they filled out my hiring form and they were like, I, it really felt great for me to have, cause they have art up on my website. Mm-hmm. And they were like, yeah, it felt really great for me to be a part of something like that. And I think for me, it's more about community versus like my own um, experience. It has a lot to do with knowing the impact that I have on other people. I think it's a better way for me to be able to answer that question. But yeah, I definitely think it has helped. I mean, I do need to do more like promoting um, social media. So, I mean, a girly is busy, you know? Um, So, yeah, it definitely has helped. And I think some part of it has helped me in that I am a woman of color myself. And just Mm -hmm. being able to say, oh, I own this, you know, gallery. It makes me sound super smart and super cool. And I like the idea of, like, being able to be, like, I did it. Like, you know, like, I took charge, and I was, like, this is something I want to do. Boom. I did it. Right. Like, this is your brainchild. It's, I can imagine how empowering that would be. So, yeah, like, moving on, you described living as a person of mixed heritage as being a large part of your, your own identity. So how do you feel that society often tends to perhaps exclude mixed people from the conversation of any sort of societal movements in general that in truth may actually involve them? It's so interesting to me because I'm actually in a club that is for multiracial, multiethnic, multicultural people. Hmm. Um, And the one thing I can think of, so I'm half black and half Vietnamese, as you explained earlier. Um, So 2020 was a very interesting right. and difficult year for me because 
I was having arguments on both sides of my family. I was fighting my Vietnamese family about Black Lives Matter, and then I was fighting my Black family over racist slurs used for Asian people. Um, it was very tiring. And I just remember there was this instance where, so it is kind of known that some Asian cultures are more racist towards Black people. And, like, it's really sad, but, like, yeah, I'm not going to acknowledge I'm not going to not acknowledge it. Like, yeah, it exists. It's very sad. Um, it has a lot to do with, like, the model minority myth, which I could talk your ear off about forever. Um, but that's not the point. Um, yeah, so I remember I had a friend, and she posted about, like, the conversations that I was hearing from people, like, Black people, when the stop... AAPI hate movement started going on there were black people being like well why should we care because they're racist to us so why is it our problem like no that's not the point Mm. the point is that no one should be murdered you know like and it was really frustrating for me because my identities intersect at that so black lives matter like obviously like police brutality affects me deeply like on an issue like yeah I am half black and I remember my six-year-old cousin being told, here's what to do if a cop ever stops you. And he was six. And like, I vividly remember that. And then there's the Asian Asian side where my issues have never been taken seriously. Like, I remember when I was younger, people would be like, they'd be like, oh, all Asians are good at math. Oh, you only have an A because you're Asian. And I'd be like, first of all, that's racist. Second of all, that's not true. That's a stereotype. And they'd be like, oh, well, at least it's a positive stereotype. Okay, Anne. Oh, yeah, I know. Okay. <laughs> oh, this gets me heated. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I think there are many ways that, like, multiracial people get excluded. Um, there are so many. Or that, like, multiracial people are only ever seen as one thing or the other. Like, um... People, I remember I saw Twitter, oh, this irks me, and it's, like, Black Twitter specifically, and, like, I'm sorry to say it, but I have seen so many conversations where half-Black artists are not taken seriously by the Black community because they're half-white. Like, that mm-hmm. doesn't make me any less, like, Black. It makes me so angry. Yeah, I remember I think someone posted, like, Jasmine Claire, um, Ross Lynch's girlfriend she's half black and half white Mm -hmm. and someone was like oh like posted a picture of them and was like oh Ross Lynch is black queen uh Jasmine Clare and someone was like she can't be a black queen if she's not full black and then a critical argument like what does that mean it's just that or like you're only ever given roles I've heard Asian like half Asian artists who talk about this they're only given full Asian roles and never like mixed roles mm-hmm. so I think we are coming into a better um it's getting better like you know mm-hmm. we have to all the boys I loved before being turned into a movie series by Netflix and that features a half white half Korean teenager mm-hmm. so I think it is getting better but I definitely think it needs way more work yeah now that I think about it I can't really recall um distinct mixed roles in like cinema or pop culture where their their identity as a mixed person is actually a notable part of their identity and 
Of course, I can't relate really in any way to your identity as a mixed person or as a black person, but as an Asian person myself, a South Asian person, I can definitely relate to uh, your sentiments about or your opinions about how like a lot of Asian cultures tend to have some sort of colorist or racist um, standards, which I think is a lot is a large part of it being that many Asian cultures, whether it be East Asian or South Asian, in my case, are pretty homogenous for the most part, which is not how it is here. You know what I mean? So I think it was it's really it's it's worth mentioning that that um like this is an experience that um is is in many cultures that people who are not from these cultures may not exactly have an idea have like a straw to grasp from it but again i really like how you said that it's not black and white and just because these cultures or parts or pockets of people in these cultures um may have certain preconceived notions or ideals that it's okay to stand by and watch them get hurt or brutalized. So yeah, thank you so much for speaking on that. Really insightful. And I loved hearing from your experience as a person of mixed heritage. So back to maybe your gallery, would you maybe describe some of your favorite pieces curated at your gallery, maybe specific ones that really resonate with your identity or just in general that don't have anything to do with you, but some another artist's uh, work that really spoke to your soul. Um. Yeah. So I have I I have my website pulled up in front of me. If I could just oh great click the little tab. Oh, there we go. Let me see. Where was it? Oh, so there's this one. Um, I just it has nothing to do with like identity or anything. I just really like it. I just think it's very pretty. Um, there's a piece called Raiz Chingona on, um, our visual arts tab. It's by Mayoli Prado, Prado Flores. Um, this is a 21 year old artist from Milwaukee, Oregon, and she's a Mexican descent. And I just really like that piece. It's just very pretty. Um, mm. yeah, um, that's kind of my favorite one. Not to sound self-centered, but my, but my other favorite is one that I wrote. Um, mm. But it's called. It's actually the one I submitted to the um, Art Time Foundation's BLM Gallery. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called Grim Reaper, and it basically like I got the spark from this moment I had. So my freshman year of college, a black man was um, murdered. An innocent black man was murdered by the Oregon police. Actually, no, I think it was my university's police, like mm. like the security on my university's campus. So my whole freshman year, it happened the summer before I moved in. And my whole freshman year, there was this movement going on called Disarm PSU. And it's still going on to this day because they haven't disarmed the officers. Because, you know, a lot of students of color, they felt unsafe. And I just remember I had a night class and I was talking to one of my classmates and she was like, oh, well, you can just call the, you can just call security and have them walk you home. And I just looked at her and I was like, you clearly have no idea what it's, what that's like for me, like as a woman of color. And I just remember I had this like, you know, moment where I had to write about it and, you know, talk about how it's not the same thing for me because I don't want to like pull out the pepper spray and like, you know, get shot. And even now on my campus, that I go to now, I don't go to that university anymore, 
um, since I'm in LA now, but I, even on campus today, I'm very scared every time I see a cop and I'm like, cause I have this self-defense kit. Um, and I like, am nervous every single time I have to walk home, but I also want to get kidnapped, you know, by like a regular person. So, you know, it's, 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 yeah, I can't imagine that must honestly be such a terrifying experience. So again, I really wanted to say that I love your, the name of your gallery. I love Artistas de Color Unidos. And I was wondering if you had any inspiration for that. Where did you get that from? It's just, I love it so much. I guess just me knowing that like, you know, people calling to come together again, like someone who's from mixed heritage, it's so much fighting. And yes, it has a lot to do with the way that the dominant the dominance in society, aka the white people in society, like, you know, just because they have more privilege, have created these hierarchies. So that that has a lot to do with like a lot of the fighting, you know, like I said, like the model minority myth and stuff like that. <laughs> but so I I think I came up with Artists of Color United. I don't know, it just came to me. But then I was like, oh, that sounds so boring in English. Because mm-hmm. I'm fluently bilingual in Spanish. So I just made it in Spanish because it sounded prettier like that's all there is to it it just sounded prettier in Spanish well well, but everything sounds prettier in Spanish yeah for sure yeah you're you're right about that everything does sound prettier in Spanish the concept of activism through art has I think always been pretty prevalent but recently uh, a lot of young people specifically have really ran with that um with that as an as a movement and evidently through both here at Art Shine Youth Foundation and also your gallery ACU was there a specific artist or writer who introduced you to artivism because you mentioned a writer and a poet in the beginning but um, could you maybe elaborate more on her and what really drew you into her and maybe any other poets or artists you found through getting into her actually that artist she was just my inspiration for poetry, and that was way before I knew artivism was, like, a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, my professor at that university I was talking about um, that I no longer go to, the one who also, like, honestly, ADC would not exist if I had not taken his class. Um, well, his name is Dr. Alvarez, and he, um, he had, like, a whole unit where he talked to us about art as activism, no, I literally, yeah, actually, ADC literally would not exist if I didn't take his class because the piece that I'm talking about, I wrote for the Artivism Unit, um, the piece that started ADCU. Um, so, yeah, my professor, he is an activist, and he um, he's from California, and he, I don't know, I learned a lot from his class, and he just gave us this lecture on, like, art is activism and I was like wow I didn't know this was like a thing you know like I was like Mm -hmm. so blown away by that he actually has some writing too um I don't know where exactly though but no it exists but yeah it was honestly just him as like a professor and but it does make me sad that I had to get to college to find things out like that you know and that's why Mm -hmm. I think it's so important for young people to like you know know more about it and I think it's great like you know, what the Art Trend Foundation is doing as well, like, you know, encouraging young artists for activism and things like that. Yeah, for sure. And likewise, because ACU has been, uh, is ACU itself, the gallery 
and even if even that even though it's online uh right now honestly such an inspiring creation because like you said it's these kind of things are meant for young people these things are meant to be you know consumed by young people because like not everyone has the opportunity to study these things in school or and you know we'll occasionally like do interviews with people who are like you know more advanced in their career so I just want to put that out there for if anyone listening you know is interested in submitting you're welcome to yeah and let everyone know where they can submit their artwork to yes so um artistas de color unidos um you can follow us on instagram at ADC Unidos X um, and our website www.adcunidos.com it's also in the bio of our Instagram um, and there's information for how to submit all on there there's like a tab that says submit and you can click on it our email is info at adcunidos.com so if anyone's interested in submitting they can Find out more info there. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter, and we also have a Facebook page. Sounds great. Thanks so much for joining me, Kiara. This was honestly such an amazing conversation. I hope we will be able to do something. Yeah, and thank you for having me as well. I'm really excited. This is actually the first like podcast I've done, well, been interviewed on. No, I mean, it's been amazing to have you here, and, and I wish you amazing success with ACU. Thank you. You too. Thanks for joining me for this episode of Artivize by ASF. Remember, you can stay updated on Instagram at Artivize so you don't miss our next episode coming later this month. And can contact us by email at asfpodcasts at gmail.com. This has been Shrika, wishing you happy art making.